Hey, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And this is Kurt and Jen Make a Podcast. Today we are going to talk about my pick for a band, De La Soul. Which, if you listened to the last bit of last episode, you realize that Jen did not know anything about De La Soul. Nothing, right, literally nothing. Uh, I think I had heard like a couple of their songs, but like in the background. So uh, yeah, it's been a roller coaster of a week for me digging into De La Soul. Excellent. So, and and a little bit of background. I picked De La Soul as I was a huge fan of their 1989 album, Three Feet High and Rising. I listened to that so much and I... And I thought a lot of it was just really hilarious. And so I was a teenager at the time. The guys in De La Soul were teenagers at the time. And it was a, it, it was just, I just really enjoyed it. Really thought it was funny. And I had none of, very little uh, knowledge about some of their later stuff. So I thought, oh, this would be a good chance for me to dig into some of their later stuff too. And then I realized that most of the stuff that I really enjoyed was on that Three Feet High and Rising. So that's most of the stuff that I'm going to bring up today. So are you saying that like it's mostly just like nostalgia for you or? Um, Yeah, a a bit of nostalgia. I mean, it really just kind of it it was one of the, you know, first rap albums that I really got into uh, like all the way through. And so it was. And it was something that just struck me the right way. And also there was, I think De La Soul had a, <clears throat> a change in tone after this album. Their, their next album was, uh, was an album called De La Soul is Dead, which they've kind of announced that, you know, that they're changing, you know, their, their vibe, their, you know, you know, like the old De La Soul is dead and this is the new De La Soul. So I think that they made a change and I, uh, I, I preferred that first album, so... Okay. I mean, I enjoyed all of the albums that I listened to. I can't tell you exactly all of their names because I was really focusing on the song specifically. But I think that, I mean, it was a really, it was a good change. It was them growing up. You know what I mean? You don't want them to be stuck in hip hop teenager forever. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree with that. It doesn't, it doesn't quite so much work when you're middle aged. So I'm just saying. Wait, yeah. So totally makes mm. sense. But it was... it. I found there be a lot less humor in some of their later stuff. So, um, so again, I'll, I'll probably focus a lot on that three feet high and rising. And, and for those that are trying to follow along, listen to some of the stuff they, this was in an era when sampling was still not explicitly forbidden and they just sampled so much and there is so sample heavy that, uh, a lot of the stuff later, you know, the, the rules had changed and they were not able to basically sell or download or, or you can't stream a lot of these songs because they don't have the rights cleared for all these samples that they have. So some of their songs are actually kind of hard to find. And uh, a few years ago, uh, De La Soul actually just released uh, like their like four albums that they had for free just because they weren't able to sell it and they still wanted people to have it. So well, that's um, really nice of them. Yeah. 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 I thought it was cool. So, and, and uh, so De La Soul, it consists of three members, uh, Pastanus, who goes by the name of Plug One, uh, Trugoi the Dove, goes by Plug Two, 
and P.A. Mace, who goes by Plug 3. So they constantly refer themselves by those names in addition to Plug 1, Plug 2, and Plug 3. Um, Postanus is the word sound sop backwards. Trugoy is uh, yogurt spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so when when you hear, I'm not sure if you follow that when you uh, were listening to some Dale Russell this week. I could not follow it at all. At, I mean, like, I am not great at that. And, so, <laughs> and I also appreciate you pronouncing the words because I was like, I don't know how to say these names <laughs> and I don't want to say them wrong. And yeah. So okay. Nice. So I'm going to start off just by playing the very first track on Three Feet High and Rising. And this was, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, a number of very cool songs on Three Feet High and Rising. There's also a lot of nonsense, which I find delightful. I there enjoyed was, the nonsense. But they started off like Three Feet High and Rising is a, a game show. And I'm going to play just a little bit of that. So this is the very top of do the I, album. Do I win the game show because I'm four feet tall? <laughs> is that how you win? You have to be just a little bit over? Well, it, rising? <laughs> that no, you. this is no. actually a trivia. So yeah, no, I know it was fun. <laughs> okay. Here's the very top of the album. Kids out there, welcome to Three Feet High and Rising. Now, here's what we do. The following contestants, how are you doing, contestants? All right. So, fellas, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Contestant number one. How you doing, Al? Just came all the way down from Wichita just to be on this show. You know it's going to be swell and I want to win all the money. Win all the money. So they go through, they have, you know, plug one, two, and three or three of the contestants. And then Prince Paul, who produced the album, was the, the fourth contestant. And then at the very top, they just ask these, these trivia questions. And did you listen to the trivia questions? I think I did, but I do not recall them now. So please shed okay. some light. So there are, I mean, I'm going to make sure that I get this in order, but... Um, how many feathers are there on a Purdue chicken? Wow. Um, yes. And let's see. Is that an average? Well, so I, I actually looked this up a little bit later and they uh, said that that was just a nonsense question. Okay. Um, and then also how many fibers are intertwined in a shredded wheat biscuit? Ooh. Another kind of nonsense question. Um, this feels very at, much like how many candies are in the jar. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and then what does tous et les poux mean? Now, this one has an answer that I was not aware of until I actually looked this up recently. And it I basically... I am on the edge of my seat. So it is each one of those words. It sounds like French, right? It but does, it, at least the is. way you pronounced it. <laughs> so it is shut the hell up but each one of those words like spelled backwards like t-u-h-s oh. so 
I, I was not aware of that. And then the fourth question was, how many times did the Batmobile catch a flat? And I looked that up somewhere and it happened uh, like twice in the comic books. Wow. So, but anyway, they, they had this, you know, pseudo game show. And then like throughout the album, they'd have, they'd go back to each one of the contestants and ask them and they'd say, nope, I don't know. And yeah. Anyway, what I really, it's it just a bold move to start off your first album with this kind of nonsense. Game show? Yeah. yeah. Well, so I really enjoyed the game show aspect, but I think my favorite part of it was in um, the song Daisy Age or D-A-I-S-Y Age, since there's a yep. period after each one. Yeah. Right. And so um, I'm going to play it because I'm going to also explain what I looked up. Oh, okay, cool. We're at the end of the show, contestants, do you have any answers? Mama. For those of you who think your answers are correct... Done. Tell them where to send the answers to. Thanks, Al. For all you listeners at home who think you have the right answers, jot them down on a 4 by 10 sheet of paper and get two proof of purchases from the back of the album and send them to Tommy Boy Records in care of Dante the Scrub, 1747 First Avenue, New York, New York, 10128. For those who have all four answers correct, you will receive our specially selected grand prize. Thanks and good night. For three feet high and rising, this is Don Newkirk. So I looked up that address. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did. And it was, uh, it's not Tommy Boy Records. Um, at least it isn't anymore. I don't know what it was back when this was released. But the address is for AAA Training for Success or Copper Mechanical Incorporated. <laughs> and I found that very amusing. I also really enjoyed his game show announcer voice there at the end when he was telling you where to send it because he had a perfect game show announcer voice. And I very much appreciate that. Yes, what well executed. Very well uh, executed. Yeah, and every time I heard that, I was like, you know what, we should... We should actually do that. We should figure that out and send, you know, follow those instructions. But uh, there's just no way to actually figure out how many feathers are on a Purdue chicken. So <laughs> no, never actually got to that point. Never got to that point. I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed, Kurt. So Could then you? the <laughs> <laughs> so then the next uh, so the first real song that was on that album is uh, the magic number which is a song that I really dig. And I'm going to play a little bit of that just from the top. Three, that's a magic number. Three. Yes, it is. It's the magic number. Three. Somewhere in this hip-hop soul community was born three, they stub me, and that's a magic number. What does it all mean? Difficult preaching is posthumous pleasure. Pleasure in preaching starts in the heart. Something that stimulates the music in a measure. Measure in the music breaks three parts. So I think it's hilarious that they sample from a schoolhouse rock song, which is it, it just so cool. And then they you know put a cool beat to it, and it's a really good groove. Was it? Is it? Is the humor that you're finding that they're sampling the schoolhouse rock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it actually starts off with, you know, the actual lyrics for, you know, the schoolhouse rock. And then they just sort of 
kick in and um and they come back to it you know the the same groove but it's uh yeah like i remember it blowing my mind that they were actually you know (laughs) just what that's schoolhouse rock so yeah yeah the 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 lyrics in it they're uh you know not intrinsically hilarious but just you know that they did that sampling i do agree i love some of the sampling that they did um the one that I loved the sample of the most was it's called a roller skating jam named Saturday and it samples like several disco songs. But the reason that I'm even bringing it up is in the, have you seen this video? Kurt? Yes, I have. So pas Denise, pas Denise. Okay. Whoa. Maybe I pronounced (laughs) it right. I probably didn't. Um, So we're in a, we're in a skating rink, right? And yep. everybody's skating, and Pastanus is on a scooter. <laughs> yes. And I just cracked up because I was like, first of all, like these guys look, you know, like they're like, they don't look goofy, right? They look like very serious, nice, good hip hoppers, rappers, great. Um, but seeing anyone on a scooter is intrinsically hilarious <laughs> because you cannot look serious. On a scooter. You just can't. I have never seen it accomplished. I will never see it accomplished in my lifetime. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I I, I saw that and it's like a steady shot of yeah. him coming at. And so I thought it possibly just because it looks silly, but also possibly because they could have a nice even shot without him having to propel himself. So, I mean, you could just have somebody push him in the background and then he just skates forward. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, you can skate. True. You can just like glide on skates. I have <laughs> skated before. I know how this works. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it was it was a hilarious sight um, for anyone who wants to see that. Please check it out on YouTube. It'll be in the show notes. Watch Pasta News just on a scooter. Yeah, and that was from the uh, that that song was from the De La Soul is Dead album. That's a it, it's a cool song, and if they played stuff like that at the uh, roller rink, maybe I'd go more. <laughs> Would you? Well, maybe. I mean, not not at this moment, probably. <laughs> but, well, not uh, at this moment, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, and another song that which was all samples called "Cool Breeze on the Rocks," and this also cracked me up. I'm gonna play a little bit of that. So the song is a little bit over that's about a little more than half of the song. Oh and my it's gosh. Ju- so it's just a bunch of samples of, you know, songs that have the word rock in it, basically. And then just spliced together really, really in a fun way. But yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. I can see why things like this wouldn't be kosher to sell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and this is one of the songs I, I, I've recently been listening to some of this and I was listening to it in the, this album in the car with my son, Matthew, who just turned 15. 
And this was one of the songs where he looks at me like, what are you listening to, Dad? This is just, this is so dumb. Like, well, it's, uh, maybe a little bit, but I like it. <laughs> and you know what? That's what matters. It doesn't matter if somebody else thinks it's silly or weird or whatever. Like, it's just, it's fun. And if it brings you joy, then that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, impossible to clear these songs now. <laughs> yeah, for one, sure. One sample every three seconds. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of paperwork involved with <laughs> just getting this one song cleared. Oh, my gosh. I would not want to be that lawyer. <laughs> and do you know what's amazing is that they, they, they'll they sample these lyrics and they'll make that like the, the main like part of the the song like the song uh i know which uh it's not a funny song but it's uh it samples from uh steely dan that part where i know i love you better yeah and so that they they sample that and they actually take the lyric from the sample and make that the name of the song i know yeah and and the three feet high and rising is a uh johnny cash lyric so, it's a Johnny Cash lyric? Yeah. What Johnny Cash song? And why didn't I realize this? Uh, I believe that the album is called, or, or that the song is called Three Feet High. Or it, uh, if not, it's called How High is the Water, Mama. But it's... <gasps> it is. It's Five Feet High and Rising oh, is five Johnny feet Cash. High. Oh, that's right. Okay. So it's a... Which it's a... I guess I would not qualify for, so... <laughs> I definitely 100% prefer the De La Soul because I can qualify for that. So. There you go. Five feet right out. It's fine. So there, there. I have got a few, a few more songs uh, from actually a handful of more songs from Three Feet High and Rising. Some of them are some of these nonsense songs, and some of them are actual songs that I really enjoy. Which would you like to hear next? A nonsense song or a? Oh my gosh! You, my answer is always nonsense, Kurt. But okay. Whatever. Okay. Whatever would make you happiest. So on this song called "Transmitting Live from Mars." Oh my um, gosh. Which kind of thought you might have picked up on, but uh, but I understand that it, this, but... this is a deep cut. Um, but they they take a learn to speak French um, album chart or like a, like a recording and they, they sample that. And so here's a little bit of transmitting live from Mars. Écoutez et répétez. À midi. À midi. À midi. Quelle heure est-il? Quelle heure? Quelle heure? Just that was amazing. Yes, total nonsense. I'm that. I really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> did you ever have to listen to tapes of whatever language you were? St- you studied Spanish, right? In high school. Si. <laughs> I'm so glad you still know what the word yes is. Um, so did you ever have to listen to tapes as part of your Spanish class? Uh, si. Uh, <laughs> list, listo? Empiece. Which, 
which is yeah. always at the very beginning Ready? of each one of those. Begin. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what's really funny is, so I took two languages in high school because my mother, even though I spoke Cuban Spanish, was like, you have to keep taking Spanish until you die. Um, that's basically how she said it. But I really wanted to take Japanese. So I had to take, I took them concurrently. And my Japanese tapes were always hilarious because it's not as popular a language in the United States to be teaching in high school. So all of my tapes were Australians speaking Japanese. Oh, so they would great. always start like, it would be like, Doi Toshimoshite! and i'm like i don't feel like you're pronouncing any of this correctly and so i actually became the pronunciation tutor at my school because our tapes were so bad well i mean you you know i actually think it'd be hilarious if that had a bunch of suburban chicago kids speaking japanese with an australian accident accent that would be hilarious except for that our um spanish teacher or i'm sorry or um my spanish teacher has a japanese last name and so it's very confusing in my mind um because her (laughs) name was senora ashida and she was married to a japanese man but my japanese teacher was darnell sensei and so um he really hated that when we would mispronounce things and he blamed the CDs because like that was how you practiced was sometimes just pre- like saying it back to the CD. Um, and so he made me tutor a bunch of people so that they wouldn't pronounce everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> which, which you of course volunteered for, right? Oh my God, I a hundred percent like, he asked the top scoring students in the class and I yep. was like, oh my God, absolutely. Yes, please. Can I start now? <laughs> like more, more inspiration, even more inspiration to be the top scoring student, right? Right. Well, so he also did the thing where like it, the top scoring person on a test got paired with the lowest scoring person on the test and then you reviewed the test together, which oh. I thought was a really neat thing to do. Um and it was like super, like, even, even though I scored like 98 to a hundred on everything, because that's generally the kind of person that I was, um, it, it was like, you learned so much, like, cause you learned how to teach other people by doing that. And it was such a cool trick that he did. This sounds like a premise of like a, uh, high school rom-com where it's like, Oh, oh no, I, he want to know. Be Jen. you know, I, so in order to to meet Jen, I'm gonna I'm gonna bomb this test so we get to go over this test together, and then you know. I don't think that that was at all what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a plot point for. It does sound like a really okay. good plot point. If somebody wants to write this rom com, that sounds great. But okay, oh, Lord. Jen, can we pause for a second? I, yes. I need to do a little bit of writing. <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. Well, thankfully, we have it on tape, so you can come back to this whenever you want to. And by tape, I mean we have it on zeros and ones. So (laughs) there you are. I have to update my language. I don't know how to say things anymore. Good times. Did you ever have one of those old school tape recorders, like where you had to record things and then like for any classes or anything? Uh, No. I mean, we had one. We had the little, you know, uh, cassette recorder. Little pocket one. Yeah. No, actually a bigger one. It was like, oh. a, and we might've had a little one too, but the, the big one that had the full side cassette in there and it had, 
know, when you had to hit, when you wanted to record, you had to push both record and the play button down. Yes, at the same, at the same time. time. And yeah. they had to both go down or else it didn't work. Right. And one yeah. of them was, uh, one. I think the record button was orange or red. And Nice. Yeah. We, yeah. We, but never used that for school or anything. We just, it was mainly just for goofing around. I guess it was, we used it um, in undergrad because undergrad is like mostly speech pathology and audiology, but that means like 90% speech. And so you'd have to record somebody talking and then transcribe in phonetics, which is not fun. Oh, no, it doesn't sound fun. It's not fun. All right, let's move (laughs) on to something that is fun. And I am going to, uh, my favorite start to any De La Soul song is this song. It is The Business featuring Common. Um, And I am going to play it from the top because it made me smile. And hopefully it will also make you smile. And bass up the track a little bit because I want to hear that boom, boom, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know the business. Common sense. So with De La. Get all them playoffs. We the rhyme sayers. That's the business. So I I don't know if you also do this or maybe it's just a me thing, but I tend to prefer basin songs. I don't know why that would be. Um, So on every single like radio or stereo system that I have, I have the bass cranked all the way up. Um, And when that song started, I just smiled really big and was like, (laughs) I love this song so much. I want to feel the music. It's so much better. Like the bass line is the best part of any song. I don't know why anyone else likes anything else. <laughs> You're all wrong. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So when you when you said that you liked the start of the song, I thought you were talking about this song called I Am I Be, which I'll play right here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Wait, now? I Am Shorty. I be for 11. I am, I be, I am. I, I am, am short. Now? I am Patrick. <laughs> I be again. the biggest. I am short. In the world. I be for 11. I am Jack. <laughs> oh my God. It just, it's so close to home. Um, I hadn't heard that song. And so thank you for playing it. <laughs> so I just, of course, inside joke made me think of you right away. But Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's that much of an inside joke. I'm four foot ten and a half. Um, and I often round up to 4'11". I think my driver's license says 4'11". So, you know, that feels legit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so one of the videos, there, there weren't a lot of videos from the Three Feet High and Rising, but one of them was from one of my favorite songs called Me, Myself, and I. Did you take a look at that video? I did. Okay, so in this in the video, basically the three guys, plug one, plug two, and plug three, are all in like the counselor's office, and they're talking about who they got for a particular class, and they have this instructor who is this like old school hip hop guy, and so they go into the class where there's a bunch of basically like uh, they're people that are kind of like dressed like LL Cool J and mm-hmm. just, you know, doing the the typical, you know, posing, you know, like the the hard, you know, hip hop posing and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're kind of anti that, you know, 
that feeling. And uh, I'm going to play a little bit just from the top, just because I love the song. But here's a little bit of me, myself, and I. So, so listening to that, have you played this song for Matthew? Because I feel like this would be the best song for a teenager to get in a De La Soul. Uh, he's definitely heard it. He's, this okay. is one that his eyes did not roll on. Well, but, that's uh, good. Yeah. That's good. Then, then that means that they don't just constantly roll at you. Did I ever tell <laughs> you the story of when I was singing um, a song in the car? Have I told you the story? Uh- I'm, you're gonna have to give more details. Okay, okay. So I was singing Shakira Estoy Aquí um, in Spanish, very loudly, very excitedly, because it's a great song. And uh, my older son speaks up very loudly and says, "Hey, Dad, can you roll your eyes? Because I can." <laughs> and I was like, "Ouch, ouch." Yeah. First of all, Shakira is a gift from God, and you need to be nice. <laughs> Second of all, I sing this song rather well. Thank you very much. So, so yeah. you say so, but you were singing it uh, as you described very loudly, right? I mean, <laughs> do I have another setting? <laughs> Fair enough. I I don't think I do. So one of the things that I, I, I found very funny about that video for uh, me, myself, and I was when Mace is up there and he was playing, you know, he was doing his uh, DJing and then the instructor comes over and like pushes him out of the way and starts very violently, you know, doing the scratching. And then a one of the records flies out and hits someone and gets stuck in one of the kids heads. Oh my God. It's such a better Halloween costume than the arrow through the head. It's, I need a record through my head. Cause like it's, you can tell that it's clearly a prop. Like it's not even, they're not even trying to make that look realistic, which is great. I love it even more for that. Um, but I was like, I definitely need this prop. Like I need to, I, maybe I'll just make it with like a really crappy, record that we have downstairs i'm sure that we have one so <laughs> but i wouldn't mind losing so then so yeah and that and it's a good good message on this song just you know for to be yourself be who you know be true to yourself so i in addition to being a cool groove and a funny video really dig this song i agree i agree and that does not at all remind me of this next song, but here we go anyway. Um, this is uh, Set the Mood featuring Indeed. And I really love this one particular lyric. And I, so I'm going to play it at at that point. So my favorite line from that is art is official while you are artificial. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> clever and a little bit sci-fi. And so I had to play it. That was it. 
Nice. Uh, <laughs> and I also really like the beat of that song. And so I just, I just thought it was a good song. That is a cool song. Yeah, I like that. All right. Do you want to hear another? I've got a couple more nonsense songs that I want to bring Oh, please. Bring all the nonsense. All right. So this is a a diss track, basically, from uh, from De La Soul. But it is a nonsense diss track, basically. Please listen to the simple De La Style I'm gonna sing. It's strongly directed to all the misery you're bringing. Now, I'm not all about this in someone else's personnel, but there's no quota on your odor. That's right, you smell. You might feel a little embarrassed. Don't take it too hard. And don't make it worse by covering it up with some white right Before you even put on your slip shirt and fat the rope, just take your big ass to the bathroom and please use a little bit so I think that that whole song was set up because there was a song, like a 50s uh, doo-wop kind of song called A Little Bit of Soap. And they heard that and they go, oh, let's let's write a song around that one lyric. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. well done. I mean, mission accomplished. You know, it was a, it's a fun song. And I like whatever track they're sampling in the background that has that very like 50s vibe to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. And all right, I'll play another nonsense song. Oh, called... please do. Okay. And this one is called Can You Keep a Secret? And basically it's, you know, one of, I'm, I'm not sure who's rapping, but they're doing it in like a whispery voice the whole time. Um, like they're, And it's they're... hard on your vocal cords to whisper sing. It is. Oh, is, oh, there, a, is there a German term for that? Oh my gosh. To whisper sing. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm going to go search the internet while we listen to this. Okay, here's a little bit of uh, Can You Keep a Secret? reasons why i bring this up it's not hysterical but the fact that they they don't say that they need a cough drop or need a lozenge they need a ludin a specific type and of course we all know in comedy it's funny when they get specific. it is funny when you're specific um and i don't have you had a ludin because i i do prefer them um it's either ludin or chloroseptic and those are the only two i actually i do like the, those chloroseptics but uh yeah, Luton is like it's. I don't know. It, I I don't have any particular bias towards that. It seems pretty similar to just like a Halls to me. Is it though? Is it? Mm. Uh, no, it, Halls does nothing for me. That's all I'm saying. So I I back this up. Uh, also, I did find a term for whisper singing, but right now it's just being called whisper pop, and so it is an English word. I could not find a German word. I am very disappointed in the Germans. Um, if you could get on that, so that we could get a whisper sang or something. What I don't even know what the word for whisper. I, sh- I should have also Googled what is the word for whisper in German, but clearly I did not. 
Okay. It's, is it Flüstern? I, you know what? That's, I don't actually speak German. Okay. I, I know it. I am of German descent. That's what descent, the internet but... says. It says Flüstern. So I don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I like to overpronounce things. So I'm going to call it Flüstern saying. So <laughs> there you go. We just created it. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. So there is. A, so did you have a chance to listen to Jennifer taught me? I did. Okay. I did. I was not a fan. I I understand. I yeah. and to be honest, I you know this is another one of those cases where I listened to the song and I dug the groove and sure. so I have got this positive view of it. I never really listened to the lyrics that closely. Um, yeah, they're not great. They're not great. They're not great for the for the for the Jennifer in the song. That's all I'm saying. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah. And but, also, I really enjoyed the phonetic spelling of the word Jennifer because, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so good. Because, like, my uh, the Cuban side of my family will phonetically spell my name, but it starts with a Y. So <laughs> it's Jennifer. And um, it feels very close. So that that part I enjoyed. I enjoyed the phonetic spelling. All right. Yes. So another another song in the uh, list, long list of Jennifer, Jen, Jennifer slash Jen slash Jennifer songs. I just, I think I need to come up with a song that's Yenifer or like Yeni. You know, is there a Yenny song? I don't know. There should be because there's there are uh, a lot of like, Yanni songs. Mm, <laughs> no, um, it's just that there are so many, like so many Latinx women named Jennifer who have experienced this because every member of our family pronounces it Jennifer. Like it's either with an H or with a Y, and it's never with a J. It doesn't. It's, it just does not translate well, which again, I'm not sure why my dad changed my name to this, but there, there you have it. I, I remember in, uh, in taking Spanish that they had, I was in one of the Spanish books, there was like this little cartoonish thing. And there was like a picture of someone laughing and the, the voice bubble coming out of their mouth was J A J A J A. And I'm like, J A. Yeah. Ja, ja, ja. Why are they saying ja, ja, ja? <laughs> Let me just, okay. So this is. I figured uh, it out. You, you don't have to, but go yeah, ahead. <laughs> but I, I'm going to tell you a story. Um, and it's, uh, the setup here is going to sound like it's not a funny story, but trust me, it is. Um, <laughs> I was at my grandmother's funeral. I Yeah, that's not a great way to start a story. And her uh, name is Jacinta. And her funeral was in Miami where you would argue that the majority of people are Cuban. Um, It's a very large percentage of people that are Cuban in Miami. And the priest kept saying, Jacinta. And so we were all like like hysterically crying, whatever, but he kept saying Jacinta and it made us laugh. And then it made us a little bit angry, but it made us laugh for a minute. And that was really nice. That's all. Oh. Although I do think he should have been able to pronounce it correctly, being that he was in Miami. I don't know. I've had, so at all four of my uh, grandparents' funerals, they've pronounced their names wrong. So I'm <laughs> just a set. <laughs> Sorry. But that, 
that's that's basically what I'm, I'm used to. Everybody always pronounces our last name wrong. And... Oh. <laughs> it's like, just write it out phonetically on your little note. It's fine. Yeah. <sighs> People, get with it. All right. So I've got one more song off of uh, off of Three Feet High and Rising that I wanted to play. Please um, do. So this, again, this is one of my, one of the really cool songs that I totally enjoy off of this album and it's got uh a number of lyrics where the the guys from de la soul run into different animals teaching them lessons and here's one right here is this a disney movie now when weary day i woke my alarm said plug time's up stop my bath up with the water goggled with my goggle cup as I bathe, I felt a presence, and I'm sort of ticklish. I looked down and then around, and I heard, hi, I'm Mr. Fish. How do you do? As for me, I'm in tip-top shape today. Because my water's clean, and no one's menu says fresh fish filet. See, I look past all my worries, which is something you must do. Throw your fed up, throw your head up, with this advice from me to you. And that's to tread water. water. Very fun oh, I- song. I Go picture ahead. the fish from bed knobs and broomsticks. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. No, I'm not. With, what? With Angela Lansbury, I think. Hopefully I got that right. Um, it was a half cartoon, half live action. And I think it was released in the 80s or the early 90s. I don't know. You, but it was. You're saying that and not the incredible Mr. Limpet with, uh, with Don Knotts? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because <laughs> I do remember him as a fish. Yeah, and I think that was half animated, half live action. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I'm... I'm there are also not, fish in bed knobs and broomsticks. I believe you. Was Ansel, Angela Lansbury a fish in that movie? No, she was... Oh, okay. um, I She was a witch? Maybe? I, th- I can't remember really well, but I remember teapot? really... Lo- what? <laughs> or a teapot? She was not a teapot. That was Beauty and the Beast. I know that one. Um, but it was it was a lesser known Disney film, I found out, because it was my favorite Disney film um, for a long time. And people were like, what, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's Bedknobs and Broomsticks. No? Mm. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I... I'm I'm aware of the title. Oh, it was a 1971 film. Yeah, yeah. I did was... not realize that it was that much older than I thought it was. But um, oh my gosh, yes, she's a witch in training, oh, and she okay. helps defeat the Nazi, like the Nazis coming into England. What? Was, yes, it's so good. None of this sounds. I, I I know that Disney is not all that you know pure, so to speak. But this does not sound like a Disney movie at all. <laughs> I, yeah, it says Walt Disney's Bedknobs and Broomsticks. So confirmed. Just I, wanted to let you know, in case you want to watch a real weird show that Jen watched way too much of as a child, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and it probably explains who I am a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So is this, I, I guess I'm going to just have to see it, but I, is there, do they like fly around on a bed or am I thinking of something else? Nope, they do. They fly around on a bed a little bit and okay. that's definitely what's on the cover. 
Okay, that's... She's a witch. And, like, these three kids get sent to her because they're trying to keep safe from the Blitz. Um, So they're, like, sent off to live with Angela Lansbury's character. And then they go on this magical, what can only be described as a drug trip, uh, (laughs) through cartoon lands, and Nazis are bad. That's the movie! Is it literally Nazis, though? It is literally Nazis. Do they have like? Hold on, do... let me read you the like the little description here that is on the internet. During the Battle of Britain, Miss Englatine Price, Angela Lansbury, a cunning witch in training, decides to use her supernatural powers to defeat the Nazi menace. She sets wow. out to accomplish this task with the aid of three inventive children who have been evacuated from the London Blitz. Joined by Amelius Brown, David Tomlinson. The head of Miss Price's witchcraft training correspondence school, the crew uses the enchanted bed to travel into a fantasy land and foil approaching German uh, troops. Wow! Mm-hmm. It was okay. such a, I watched this on repeat. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, I'm gonna. So much of my life. Okay. Oh. So, but. I, was it? Would you say it's a good movie, or was it just I, something that you've watched a lot? I thought it was a good movie. I'll watch it again this weekend because I hope to God that it's on Disney Plus. Um, if not, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm gonna watch this thing and I'll report back and tell you if it holds up or not. But okay. none 60, of that sounds bad. No, sixty-five so. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's not terrible. No, it's not. It's not great, but it's not terrible. <laughs> So 65, does that, hold on a second. I got to see if that, that makes it fresh. So. Yeah. Oh, so total count of 34, uh, 34 reviews. That's like some of the old movies don't get uh, rated quite as thoroughly as some of the late, earlier ones. Well, Ooh. that's just because. And, and Roddy McDowell's in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a great, I, I thought it was a great film. We'll find out the jury's still out on if it's still a great film, but it was very entertaining to me as a young child. Excellent. And I always wanted to go to witch uh, correspondence school. So. Oh, correspondence school. You didn't want to attend in person. So, okay. So <laughs> there was, okay, hold, buckle up. Are you ready for this? Uh, ready. There was a movie called The Worst Witch of Them All. I think it was Mildred, The Worst Witch of Them All. Okay. Hold on. So is this like, uh, like if Hogwarts were to have like a correspondence course or distance? No, no, course? no, 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 no. So <laughs> there was, okay. It was The Worst Witch and in it, I believe Tim Curry was in the actual movie movie. Um, I'll have to double check that because that might just be my brain wanting it to happen. Um, but she was the worst witch. And then she at like at a Hogwarts type school. Um, and this came out in the 80s. Yes, this was in 86. And it was uh, my dream was to go to the school. And then later... Harry Potter came out and I was like, oh my God, they just did this. But like they turned it up all the way to 11. But if you watch The Worst Witch, the set looks very similar to Harry Potter. It's just oh the graphics aren't as good because it was back in the 80s. Oh, and this, you're right. Tim Curry is in this. Oh my God, I didn't make it up. I'm so happy. So is Charlotte Ray. Oh my gosh. Oh man. 
This is a great, and I have watched this. I watched this a couple of years ago, um, and it's ridiculous. Um, but if you just go in knowing that it's ridiculous, then you're fine. It's totally right. fine. But I wanted to be Mildred Hubble for a while. <laughs> I think I dressed up as her and no one knew who I was. So, so, so was Angela Lansbury's character like a good witch from the start? Or were, are oh, all yes, witches no. good? All witches are good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Most witches are good. I would say most witches are good. Obviously, they're going to have some bad apples. Well, in like, Oz, they're not all good. It seems to be well, like a 50-50 split. Well, well, we only saw two witches in The Wizard of Oz. If I'm recalling correctly. Well, we saw, including the feats, we saw three. That's a good point. I'm gonna give you. The, I'm gonna give you two and a half. Okay. Because we don't know her. We don't know the feats backstory because she's murdered at the beginning of the film. Well, I mean, we do have some eyewitness testimony of some of the we Munchkins do, saying do, that that was like, an evil witch. I guess that's true. So I guess in Oz there can be evil witches, but in my world there's less evil witches. Okay. Speaking Most of people. Oz. Mm-hmm. Oh, good segue. <laughs> so there is a video for the song Ooh by De La Soul, which featuring Redman, that the uh, the boys are dressed up as the Tin Man and the uh, Cowardly Lion and the Scarecrow in the land of Ooh. And it's a, uh, a very funny uh, Wizard of Oz parody video. I am surprised that you have not yet mentioned that Dave Chappelle is in it. Oh. <laughs> because that was, I I think I fell out of my seat when I saw Dave Chappelle. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Oh. Yeah, so that's a, that's that's a, a bouncer good... who is just like a dick, which is great. Well, that's, you know, part, that's a little redundant. <laughs> oh, is it? So, sorry to all I the bouncers out that. there. I know several bouncers. They are not nice people. I mean, uh, it's, it's part of the job, right? It's not. It, it is, but one of them is that way regardless. So <laughs> I'm just saying it lends itself well to that position. Right, right. Yeah. So that was all the stuff that I had off of Three Feet High and Rising. Once again. A, a just a, a great album that really did make an impression on me you know some of the lyrics you know maybe didn't hold up as as much as i was hoping it would um but the uh uh but still definitely worth a listen and there's like 24 tracks on this album again a lot of these really yeah. short nonsense tracks um one of the songs that i wanted to play not so much because it's a hilarious song but uh this is this uh Come, hits close to home for me. This is a song with DJ Shadow called Rocket Fuel. We got it hot like fever. Sick with the talk, passing your receiver. All about running the spot. And you know we got breath control, so no need to take a breather. Cardio Kingpin. Subjugate the dub play. And you know we can't wait to bring spins. A star quizzes, A plus the final. Focus we align, we'll move it all simultaneous. Steal the choice of rock. We earn 30 years, and you can say we got to return. Live off the board, unlike for your chess men. We just stomped out in you and your yes men. And if the game has pains, we'll insert the gear. Yeah. Cause the adrenaline we blend with the sound is our thing. Releasing the kings of all crowd. Ready? Ready? Are you set? Set and jump. 
So my day job, of course, being a rocket scientist, I enjoy songs about rocket fuel. <laughs> and uh, and this was actually, you know, this is a, a later song of theirs, but this is kind of a just like a braggy kind of rap song, which, you know, it didn't get a lot of on the uh, on Three Feet High and Rising. So this was just a, you know, a departure for them from from what I was used to. But cool song. Good groove. I like it. Yeah, it was a fun one. I enjoyed it. So I have only one more song. And oh, I think... I think I know what you're going to talk about. And let oh. me just give a little bit of an intro to it, if that's all Ooh, right. I'm excited. So one of the things that I noticed, even though you had never heard of De La Soul before, that they had a lot of tie-ins with uh, some of the other bands that we've done on this podcast. That is true. They had... I'm- Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say they uh, they were on tour in, I believe, in 2002 with, there were like five bands that were on tour together, including Cake, Modest Mouse, and Flaming Lips. So those are three bands that we've covered on this podcast. Uh, they've had a collaboration with the Beastie Boys, which is not that surprising. And, and no. specifically Ad Rock and Mike D., um, but, uh, but one of the ones, uh, that, that sort of blew my mind was the collaboration with David Byrne. Yeah. I did not see this coming. And so I was reading their Wikipedia and I saw his name and I was like, what on earth? And then I went and listened to the song and I was like, this is amazing. And it was so exciting to see that collaboration happen. Yeah. And so this was the song you're going to play, right? Snoopy's. That's right. Snoopy's. And I was specifically going to play it at 50 seconds, but I am open to any other part of the song because I know that you wanted to play it as well. I first love that we get the crazy weird David Byrne singing and then them singing, which is great. But the other thing that I love is the ridiculous internet lingo that uh, of yesteryear that is in there. Did you catch that part? I think I missed it. Which part did you? Um, AFK. It means away from keyboard. And I don't think anyone uses it anymore. But I remember that I used to play a text mud, which is the nerdiest thing that any human can do. Uh, because it's a video <laughs> game that is a DOS window screen black screen (laughs) with like white or green writing and your character literally has to type west to like go west or north to go north and like it's very and then every time you enter a new space a description of that space pops up um and when you were playing with other people in the chat you would say afk because you're a nerd and you needed to go get water because you've been sitting at your computer for a <laughs> That was all. That was that, and that's totally. That's not my 
experience. Uh, obvious, obviously, that was. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, that's why I love that song. All right. Yeah. And you definitely get the full flavor of David Byrne. I mean, mm-hmm. that is clearly him. And you get like full De La Soul too, which I mean, like, and then the way that it mixes so well at that particular venue of that or that particular um, timestamp of the song, I love the best. Because I tried to find one where the two of them complemented each other so well. And that's got to be the best part of the song, I think, in my opinion. My humble opinion. So I was actually surprised. I know that I know you're a Talking Heads fan, but there was also on this album called The Anonymous Nobody, the there was also a track that they do with Justin Hawkins. Yeah, I you had already told me about it. And so I didn't want to steal the thunder from you because I freaked out when you sent me that message. Uh, so I was like so excited. Um, so I was going to let you handle that. Oh, well, so I... I didn't have a particular spot where... Um, it doesn't matter. Anytime we're Justin singing, it's just fine. Well, exactly. I got to have to find a spot. So, um, But when I saw that, I was like, that that can't actually be him. It's If you were, if I were to go through the list of all the bands that we've covered, you know, and figure out which ones he, the De La Soul has not done a collaboration with, I probably the darkness would have been high on the list. Uh, that there's no way... Um, and to be, and like the Beatles maybe first, but I actually looked up and they, they attempted to do a collaboration with Paul McCartney on uh, wonderful Christmas time to do a De La Soul collab there. But oh, that would have been awesome. That, that would have been, been very interesting. Yeah. That would have been an improvement, I think. <laughs> Everyone rags would, on that song. It's a fine song. It's no, it's a fine song, but I'm saying like it would have made it a better, like that's oh, okay. okay to say. Um, it's kind of like. Mm. Hold on, I'm blanking. Uh, David Bowie and Bing Crosby. Oh, yeah, the little drummer boy. And they did Little Drummer Boy. And David Bowie ad-libbed a whole bunch. And Bing got super pissed. But that is a great song. (laughs) And it's it's one of my favorite Christmas songs. And I hate Little Drummer Boy otherwise. Like, that song is, like, very low on my list. But David Bowie ad-libbing is amazing and should always happen. So I'm, I'm going to stand firm on that. I'll die on that pill. <laughs> All right. I'm going to play a little bit of Lord Intended featuring Justin Hawkins. And I'll... <laughs> this is from the 2016 album, The Anonymous Nobody. We can just release this as explicit, Kurt. (laughs) So anytime that Justin falsettos the the F word is amazing. And that is why I love Get Your Hands Off of My Woman so much. Um, and it's also why I love this because it's he does it so poetically and with his ridiculous falsetto. Oh my God, everything's amazing. So I, his, his voice and his style is very unique. And if you were looking for someone to do 
exactly that. He is the best person to he, do it. To, to just uh, drop an F-bomb in a lyrical and poetic manner in a falsetto voice? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... That's a good again, skill to have. Yeah, again, it blew <laughs> my mind that De La Soul and Justin Hawkins had a collab together. Does, but, it, uh, does it make you feel a little bit bad for rating the darkness so low? No. They are not funny. <laughs> they, I, I'm enjoying their music more and more, and I'm glad that you introduced me to them, but they are not funny. <laughs> no, okay, fine. No, so okay, fine. We, we, can, we can, you know, I, I would actually, and I think I said that I would definitely go see The Darkness with you. if uh, You're required think, to if they come to Arizona. It is a requirement at this point. And I'm saying I'm volunteering. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it would be a fun show to go to. I think I would enjoy it, but we're just not on the same page about <laughs> how much of a crack up Justin Hawkins is. Oh my god! Okay, fine. fine. Live in your <laughs> live in your black and white land. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have colors over here, and it's delightful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have the laughing hiccups again. It's okay. It's it's gonna take a bit. It's gonna be okay. Okay. So just uh, take a sip of water and. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I have gone through all of the stuff I wanted to talk about. De la Soul. I have as well, Kurt. So that means that it's time to rate the humor of De la Soul. All right. And I had well, to like pronounce the U there because in my mind, I always want to say De La Soul, which. <laughs> De La Soul, from the soul, black medallions, no gold. <laughs> so the, yeah, I'm, I am, a, a again, a huge fan of that album. And I thought there's a lot of funny stuff in it. Uh, some of it didn't, you know, like we talked about, didn't hold up completely, but uh, I'm, I'd normally probably give them like a six, but I'm going to give them like an extra half a point just given the genre that they're in and not a whole lot of the, you know, the hip hop at the time was bringing the the funny. So um, at, least, at least not a lot of the, the, the bigger stuff. So I'm going to give them a six and a half. That is an excellent score. I am going to give them a four um, in terms of humor. I think that they are a good band and it was, I enjoyed the collaborations. I love the sampling. I just don't find them all the way funny. And it might just happen to be like the attitudes towards women in some of the songs that's bringing them down on my count. I do not disagree with that, uh, that assessment in the slightest. But I enjoyed them and I would be happy to ever see this band. So it makes me happy. And I did get to see this band in Champagne. <gasps> this was you did, yeah. I was, uh, I'd have to say, probably 1990. Wow. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was uh, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, and uh, a guy who had a his name was Mr. Lee. Uh, I think he was from Chicago who opened had a song called Get Busy, which was kind of a fun little song. But they played in the gym where like the women's volleyball team played a very small uh, well it was a gym but they were just basically on a riser in a gym they've got so many different theaters around champagne but they just sort of whipped this thing together 
but nice. very fun show and uh, uh very happy to see them that is awesome yeah all right so that-, that was that was my selection for a band mm-hmm. Which means that it is now Jen's turn to select a band for next time. Oh my God. Are you prepared? I am so excited. I am prepared. Oh, I'm 100% prepared. Um, because we went with one of Kurt's old favorites, I'm going to go with one of Jen's old favorites, and it is Save Ferris. <laughs> All right. So lots of ska next week. <laughs> Excellent. I am looking forward to it. So, until next time, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And And we we just just made made a podcast. podcast. Okay. One. That's our show. It's time to go. Gosh, that hour really went by fast. Hope you had fun. This ep is now done. Kurt and Jen made a podcast. Perfect. Is it though? Oh, my voice hurts my...